uh, I thought it was good this morning to drive out here and just come and make a recording. And uh, the, the reason why I am preaching this was basically motivated from uh, the, what I saw in Pastor Jerry and his wife Ruth's lives and the fruit of grace that is in their lives. And when I look at what we have in, in, in the Western world and in the modern you know, in understanding of the grace message and what I see they have, it is, um, you know, I see great fruit in their lives. And, I wanna, and, and I'm inspired by that uh, to share with you from Galatians 4 and 5. And I'm going to do it uh, in different sessions, maybe 10, 15 minutes in a session. What I've seen there, and uh, this is one of the reasons why I came out onto the ground here. You know, Pastor Jerry and his wife Ruth, they are not rich people financially. They live out here, and I think their income uh, via their church must be in the area of about 500 rand a month. Now, 500 rand, divide that by eight to get to U.S. dollars. Um, you know, so... It's not a lot of money. That's what they get per month. And then I would, um, when I feel in my heart, give them money um, every now and then. And uh, in the, I've, I've given them in the last, I say, 10 months, I've given them 4,000 Rand, which would be about it's $500 that I, that I gave them. Uh, just because I felt to give towards them. And what they've done with that money, and I've given it to them personally, and I said to them, made it clear to them, this is to to bless yourselves with. Uh, you know, go go to town, you know, do whatever you want, fix up your house, whatever you want to do with it, buy yourself new clothes. Uh, they can use it for whatever they want. And what they did with that money was they came out here and they cleaned this ground on their expense. Uh, now, this is one hectare. To clean one hectare, uh, you, you pay 10,000 kwacha, which would be, um, and I don't know how to work it to dollars, but divided by 600 to get to the rands. Uh, so, so the labor is very cheap per 10 by 10 meter, but it still works out to about half of, it works at about 1,000 rand to clean the ground. And uh, that's what they did. They paid people, and they used of the 4,000 rand that I gave them, 1,000 rand, to clean this ground, and they worked themselves. And this ground here is not their ground. It's mine. It, it is, it's got basically nothing to do with them. They are part of a, 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 a church called Word of Life Church, and I'm Dynamic Love Ministries. I mean, I led him to the Lord and everything, but there's nothing in, in this for him. He, he's not going to... Um, I didn't make him big promises or anything like that. I do love the guy. He's, 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 I, I mean, him and his wife are just awesome people. And I am generous towards them. But I want to say this. In the last 15 years, because of all the abuse and um, that, that I've been going through in Africa and because of the poverty mentality and, and uh, the hurt that that, that, that that I've experienced by being abused because I've got a white skin and um, I'm just seen as a dollar sign. You know, I've, I've, because I saw such purity in their hearts and such love in their hearts, I just said I'm not going to allow them um, to be 
uh, what do you call it, to become beggars by me just shoving money their way. And uh, they never, in 14 years, asked me for money. They never said, Bertie, you know, we don't have food in the house or anything like this. They would share what they're busy doing. And when I hear their vision, it did bring a passion in my heart to, um, to, to come out and to support by preaching here. And um, one time uh, a lunatic came at night, and this literally a lunatic came at night and burned down their church. And they needed another building quickly, and I would pay for six months' rent for another building and then in their whole uh, you know rebuilding of their building I funded half of the roof you know from our church in South Africa we, we funded half of the the roof all the all the iron sheets and the rafters and everything so we, we were involved but it wasn't as if they live off us and uh, what I saw was that they used a quarter of the money to um, to clean the land that is not their land Plus, they used another quarter, so that brings it to half of the money, because when this, when this land had to be, um, I, I mean, he helped me in, the, in buying the land. I mean, I gave the money and everything, but he spoke to the town councils and, and everything, and about a year and a half, two years struggle to get the land. They said, no, we can have the land once we've handed in building plans. He never told me about building plans. He never said anything about building plans. He took another thousand rand and and uh, went and paid for building plans in a, a a city about four hours from here he went there four hours drive uh, he doesn't have a car went on the local transport in the back of of a pickup and paid a thousand rand for for the building plans and never asked me any money for that building plans he never said to me Bertie you need to refund me or anything he just blessed me with it so if your income is 6,000 rand a, month, a, a year and somebody gives you 4,000 rand and you give away half of the 4,000 rand um, and half of the rest you get, you spend on preaching the gospel. It speaks of a generosity that is far above what I've ever seen in my life. It speaks of a life where you are set free from selfishness. Um, it speaks of a life where we see the fruit of grace in people's lives and it makes me think of second corinthians where paul talked about uh, um, you know the poor churches in macedonia that gave above their ability and um, i'm not about to talk about giving but what i'm about to talk about is true freedom true freedom uh, you know i like extreme sports to watch them and uh in, in Norway, I think it's in Norway, they've got these massive cliffs and you get these people that does, um, they, they've got these wingsuits and then they jump off these cliffs and, and just glide on the sides of these cliffs. I think it's the most thrilling, adrenaline rushing sport that there is. There's nothing like it. And, and um, I mean, obviously people die of it, but the person that does it feels free when he does it. He feels that's who he is. He's, a, he's an adrenaline kind of person. When he does it, he is himself. Um, and he feels most alive when he does what, is, what he believes he is. 
So when he believes, it's like a sports star. You know, I spoke this morning to Yaku, and he said, and this is what he said. He said, um, you know, John T. Rhodes is a very famous cricket player. Um, when he was, he is he, alive when he plays cricket. He enjoys himself. He's, he's, he enjoys life at its best when he's on a, a cricket pitch. Now, he can go to the movies and enjoy a movie. He can go to... Um, I mean, he can go to on holiday and enjoy a holiday at the beach with his family and everything, but he is a cricket player. And for him to experience the best of who he is is to be on the, on the cricket field, you know. And, uh, I mean, and just to be John T. Rhodes. In the very same way, I believe, with Christians and when it comes to the gospel of grace, this is what the whole thing is all about. We are most alive when what manifests in our lives is in line with who we are. We are born from the great I am. And when Moses, when asked God, God, who will I say has sent me? This is how God answered him. He said, tell them, tell Pharaoh, I am that I am has sent you. Now, there is so much truth and so much depth in that. And, and I believe that when we are born from the great I am, we are I ams. We are not I, I will become or anything like that. And the, the principle from where we function is, I am so much something that I am it in this life. It is not a matter of I am something, but um, I am not. We are not I am that I am not. We are I am that I am. That's where we're born from. And uh, when we look at Galatians 4, we look at Galatians 5, Romans 4, 5, 6, 7, and, and, and coming to the climax in chapter 8 and 9, especially in 8 verse 1 to, to, to 10, um, explaining what it is to be free from condemnation, uh, explaining what it is to be free from the law and the fruit that there is in, uh, we realize that God has given us the ability to be something unto the manifestation of that very thing. And uh, I've got a, 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 a message I preached called, I think I titled it, Life After Religion. It's my most viewed message on my website at the moment, Life After Religion. And uh, wherein I spoke about a life born from rebellion and where we have got another, another kind of a life, a life that is born from who God is. And I want to encourage all of you and, uh, um, you know, this morning, and I'm going to just start to read a little bit in Galatians 4 and... Uh, in the next session, I'll go to Galatians 5, and we're going to continue along these lines. And I trust that you're going to be blessed um, by these messages and encouraged. Uh, like Paul said, he says, come together, and uh, in Afrikaans, it says, spoor mekaar aan tot liefde. It means, encourage one another unto love. It talks about faith that works by love. You know, our faith, what we believe, has got a manifestation in this life, an effect in this life, by love. And when I look at Pastor Jerry and his wife Ruth, and in their extreme poverty, 
Now, let, let me just explain something about that poverty. This, this guy, Pastor Jerry, about four weeks ago, got a very bad malaria. Now, there's different kinds of malaria, and the one that he had was, n- normally they are uh, immune to malaria. They'll get malaria, drink uh, uh, aspirin, and get better, you know, where... If, if people that don't come to the Africa bush, if you come from, from South Africa or you, you, the, the southern parts of Africa or Europe or America and you come here and you get malaria, the chance that you die unless one of two things happen, God has a miracle or you get the right medication is very, very good because you've got no natural immune system against that. I've had malaria many times and I've found that I don't get malaria that easily anymore. Uh, but you'll find different kinds of malaria. And uh, so maybe your body has not built up an, uh, uh, some antibodies or whatever you want to call it against that kind of malaria. So Boss Jerry got a very bad malaria. And then he, um, he went to the doctor, the little hospital down here, and uh, they got quinine, and they gave him quinine. And he became so ill, and he was hallucinating. And he called his wife and says, call the people because I'm going to pass away, I'm going to die. And uh, what happened was, it was the side effects of the quinine. Um, and then they said, they went to the hospital again, and they said, listen, this is not malaria or he's dying, this is a side effect of quinine, you should take it with sugar. And they didn't have money to buy sugar. They didn't have money to buy sugar. And they went and borrowed sugar. And then later in that money got sugar to go with the quinine and then he came right. Now think for yourself, people that don't have money to buy sugar, that's all over the place, starting, starting church after church, giving to the rich, giving to me. I feel in my heart that I want to cry, you know. Um, last year, there was a lady here, I thought she did it this time, but she moved into town. Um, what she did was, she lived seven hours away from here. She walked all the way, you know, just hold on. Just uh, asking some kids to leave there that's making a noise, you know. When, you see, when they see a camera here, everybody's got to gather. Um, they, they walked... They, they, they walked seven hours to come and serve me for a week, washing my clothes, doing all those things. Not that I say I must be served. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the effect of the grace message in the lives of people. Where, where they, they are that they are. They live from I am that I am. And grace and who God is and the revelation of who they are in Christ is so great that we see that truth manifesting in their lives and that I feel loved by what these people does. And, and I, I think of Second Corinthians where Paul said, this, this like I, I know I'm repeating myself, but this has inspired me so much that I can't but speak to those that as in their heart determined to have God's quality of life, you know, they've got the theory of grace, a mind at least at peace, you know, and some fruit, but uh, man, to encourage them unto greater fruit. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 4, and we're going to read from there. It says, But I say, as long as the heir is a child, he differs nothing from a bondservant, though he is the Lord of all 
but it's under guardians and stewards until the appointed day of the Father. Let me read it again. But I say unto you, as long as what the heir is a child, he differs nothing from a bondservant, though he is the Lord of all. Now I would like to change the the um, the translation here. Let me just see if I find it. can find another translation quickly. Here it is. Galatians 4. I'm using the message now. It says here, let me show you the, the implication of this. As long as the heir is a minor, he has no advantage over the slave, though legally he owns the entire inheritance. Let me say it again. Let me show you the implication of this. As long as a heir is a minor, he has no advantage, has no advantage over a slave. In other words, he is in slavery. Though legally... He owns the entire inheritance. He's subject to tutors at, and, and administrators until whatever date the father is set for his acceptance or his adoption. That is the way it is with us. When we were minors, we were just like slaves, ordered around by simple instructions, the tutors and the ministers of this world, with no say in the conduct of our own lives. I like this. It says there, with no say in the conduct of our own lives. So what he's saying here is when you are under the law, and this morning I also spoke to, uh, um, to, to Yaku and, and uh, um, Johan that is here. Paul's issue was not actually with the law. Paul's issue was with the fruit that the law produced in people's lives. Because you've got no say in the conduct of your life when you are under the law. For you are in bondage by the flesh or unto the flesh, unto the fruit of the flesh, and you cannot be free. You cannot be free. Unless we've got this concept, you know, how can I say in Afrikaans would say, unless we understand this concept, we can never understand Romans 5. I mean, Galatians 5, where it says it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. What, what does that mean? And we think it was for freedom that Christ has set us free, meaning Christ has set us free from a life that is a life of Christ, that looks like the life of Christ. The life of Christ, God has set us free from the life of bondage and condemnation. He has set us free from a life of a poverty mentality. He has set us free from a life of fear, a life of bound to sin, condemned unto a life of, I can't do what I want to do, but I'm doing what I don't want to do. That's what we've been set free from. And when we are under the law, we differ nothing from a slave, though we are the heirs of all things, legally. Legally, all people are the heirs of all things because God gave his inheritance to mankind. But as long as what we are under the law, we differ nothing from a slave and we cannot partake of our inheritance. And the kind of life that God lives is a life that is free from the power of I cannot do what I really want to do. And we must realize that 
that life that God has given us is 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 which is his life is called quality of life God's quality of life and we cannot as grace believers sit in a in a, a, a in a discussion about the good news but we don't render our members as instruments unto righteousness what that means is when I'm under the law we yielded ourselves to the sinful passions that was in us if we felt man we want to go and get drunk we didn't resist we went um, if 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 you were in university or you had a lust problem and you felt man I want to go and have sex with some woman you would go and do it you'd give yourself you yielded your members to the evil passions that was inside you uh, and in the very same way Paul comes and he says let's yield our members as instruments of righteousness meaning that when I feel in my heart I want to go and pray for the sick. I go and do it. If, meaning in my heart, if I feel I want to be good to my husband or good to my wife, I go and do it. Meaning if I feel that let's, a thought comes to my heart, I look at my cupboard full of clothes, you know, and it's just from the one side to the other side, so packed, and some of the clothes have still got its labels on, hanging in the cupboard for a year, and I feel in my heart I want to go and give it away and just take what I need for summer and winter and that's it and give the rest away that you yield yourself to it and you go and do it like John T. Rhodes is alive when he and let me put it this way when he's really himself when he plays cricket in the same way we are really alive when we put our hands on the sick when we love the lost when we reach out to people and live a life of love first John chapter 4 says he who knows God loves that's what it says he who knows God loves and the power of grace was so powerful in the early Bible times that they connected fruit so much to the belief that they say that if the fruit's not there then obviously the belief is wrong that's how sure they were you know the gifts of the spirit was never ministered uh, what I mean by that was it was never taught it was never trained the apostle Paul didn't come you know and uh, told people listen you can now have the gift of healing because and now let me pray for you for the gift of healing he, he didn't do that what happened was people believed in this grace message when they heard the grace message they lived from their the passion that's in their heart they felt that that unction of the holy spirit inside them they went and allowed that to give to, to be born into their lives and through that we find found signs wonders and miracles and all these kind of things flowing naturally out of people and then people came and they looked at those gifts judged them, their spirituality by the gifts and Paul said listen it's all by the same spirit the prophets not higher than the evangelist not higher than the miracle worker not higher than the gifts of administration or whatever um, and that's where the teaching part came in but it was a natural outflow and I think that w what happens and I just feel this strongly in my heart is that and I want to say this right now I just feel the mouth to say this as well if this message is not for you if you feel man I'm seeing Christ manifest in my life rejoice with me in the 
in, in the ministry of this to others. If you feel in your heart, man, I got into the message of grace, I see the love of God, at least I don't feel condemned anymore, I feel loved by God, I feel joy in my heart, but I see a lack of outreach, I see a lack of loving people, let this be an encouragement unto you. Then this message is for you. Okay, so we can clearly see, and, and, and I feel in my heart, let's have Christ manifest in us. In the very same way as what we made a decision, and, and when we, or let me put it this way, we yielded to the, to, the, to the prompting in our hearts of the truth of the gospel. That's the way in which we yield to the fruit manifesting in our lives. It's something that comes effortless, it's something that comes because of the gospel, but it will never be forced down on you. I had a, this, I had a choice to come to Zambia or not. I, I, I've got the, the unction in my heart to come. I could have said, I'm not coming. It's too expensive. It's too far. It's four days drive. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, I eat fish and, 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 and in Sima two, three times a day. You know, you go to a toilet that's just a hole in the ground. I think I must put it on the, on the screen for you. Uh, just go and film it that you can see what it is. Uh, you can think, I don't, I don't have to come. I'm not going to be condemned. God's not going to be angry with me and I could stay at home. And last year, I stayed at home. I was overworked. I was too tired. I stayed at home and I had a wonderful holiday with my family. Still had a wonderful relationship with God. You know, and, and hallelujah. This year I came out. I felt, let, let's go. And I went and Man, what a wonderful fruit I'm experiencing. I feel alive. I see last Sunday we prayed for the sick. We saw the sick being healed. My identity is not in the sick being healed. My righteousness is not in the sick being healed. Um, but it is wonderful just to see sick people being healed. That doesn't have access to doctors, people that's got problems that no doctor can heal anyway. It was wonderful for me to see a lady brought there that was on the ground. You know, she, she, she struggled to, she couldn't stand for 15 or 20 seconds to wait for somebody to come and pray for her. She had to sit down on the ground and Johan came, prayed for her. She stood up and was perfectly healed. You know, that, that's wonderful to see that. We feel alive. We feel like the guy that jumps off the cliff with a wingsuit. He feels, man, this is what I was born to do. Plus, the Bible clearly states, it says that we are His workmanship, created unto good works. Now, if we have been created to function in God's quality of life, to sit around Him in the, in, on the, ta in the table of the Trinity, to fellowship with Him and, and live the way He lives from inspiration, having the fruit manifest in our lives, I want to tell you, you are not experiencing the kind of life or, or, or the joy and the peace and, and what you can experience outside of seeing love flow from you to others. Now, I'm not saying go and love others by willpower. What I'm saying is when you're under the law, you will not have God's quality of life because you are still a slave. And let's go to Galatians chapter 5 and, and um, in the next session I'm going to go to, in the next session we'll, we'll do that. We'll go to Galatians 5 and we're going to talk about the verse that says, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free and we should never be under the yoke of slavery. Now with this in mind, you know, and, and I want you to, to, to go and think about this. With, when Christ has come to set us free, is not come to set us free from loving people. 
He's not come to set us free. And, and the reason why we think that way is because in the Lord churches, we have been forced to love people. We've been forced to go on outreaches. Now, Johan was with me in Bible school. And he said to me, I enjoy coming out here. I've worked harder than what I even worked in the Bible school when we were for, under forced labor to build a crash, to do this, to do that, because that was part of the Bible school. You were forced, you had to. If you don't do it, you're in rebellion. Here he came out of free will. He had an unction in his heart. The guy didn't have the money to come. He, uh, supernaturally, it was provided for him to come. He came out here and worked so hard. At night, he would lie in bed, and I would just hear him shouting with pain because he's getting cramps and stuff. But he, he comes out here and he does this work and enjoys it with a smile on his face. And he's happy to see what is happening here. Um, and all of that was just God working in him. Now, if you see that in Johan, if I see what's happening in my life, Yaku's life and Pastor Jerry's wife's lives because of grace, we're talking about we have been set free. We have been set free to live a life like God. The Bible says Jesus didn't count as robbery to be equal with God and to humble himself and become a servant of people, even served us to the point of death. You know, and, 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 and in modern day Christianity, this is the mindset that we have, is that when we are in, in the gospel, the number one thing of the gospel is to make me richer and to, 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 to get all the worldly stuff to me so that I can reach the worldly standard and have God's quality of life by worldly standards. No. God's standard of life is I'm a servant. And He's the greatest servant there is. And unless you can announce Him as your servant, you cannot be saved. But I want to tell you, if you really believe that He's your servant, if you really believe that as He is, so are you in this world, you will find the truth that He is uh, uh, pricking in, in, in your heart. Servanthood will prick in your heart. Helping the lost, uh, giving towards the poor will be a prompting in your heart. Praying for the sick will be a prompting in your heart. Giving a CD to somebody that can hear the gospel of grace will be a prompting in your heart. And I want to encourage you to yield to that truth. Let's not be in bondage. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. I'm excited to speak to you in the next session.